Welcome to Quarantine in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Season 2, Episode 4, A Touchy Business, or Don't Rub It In. Hear ye, hear ye, people of East. There is not much to tell you today. There's a storm coming in off the sea, a minor shortage of halibut, and... Ah, yes. Princess Dayu has cancelled her annual foreign talent concert due to the increase in stotings. Also, there may be a job opening for a town crier, if I'm ever able to leave this island. If any of you are listening, you're not, are you? Brother Brannock? Bellador the businesswoman? Weren't you involved in some sort of business venture near Dole? I wasn't expecting to find you here. Just as I didn't expect to find you here, crying out in the middle of the village square. Or are you preaching? Both. I've been crying here ever since the first crier became a stoat, and religious services of more than one household were cancelled again. Everyone's quite upset about it. You've never heard such mass lamentation. You certainly sound like you're under a lot of pressure. Better than being under the weather? Oh. You know, a little more pressure might be just what you need if I know my business, which I most certainly do. Also, I received a letter for you. There was a dragon. A dragon? What did it look like? Sort of like a giant salamander with wings. I know that dragon. Where is he? Did he stick around? Certainly not. How could I conduct my affairs with a dragon scaring off all of my patrons? Yes, that would be a bit challenging. But I'm sure he didn't mean them any lasting harm. Oh, brother, I've lost all of them. And some of them were extremely well endowed. Good God. What happened? Did he set fire to your roof? No, my thatch is intact. But my reputation is in ruins. Everything was going so well. I was just about to get my hands on the smith, and he is such a tough customer. Always waits too long between his visits. The poor man works so hard. He really needs more regular release. But what happened with the dragon? The wing monster scared him completely stiff, and I could only get rid of him by throwing him a stake. The dragon, that is. The smith was already dashing down the street in his underthings, screaming bloody murder. As if any of that was my fault. That does indeed sound rough. But I'm pretty sure you don't want me repeating that bit of news to everyone within earshot. Even if they were wondering about the cause of all those screams... No. But perhaps you can help salvage my professional reputation? Of course. But hang on. What kind of a business do you run? Oh, it's entirely legal. But perhaps you'd better come with me. And once you've seen enough, you can put in a good word for us. With the people. And with God. As matters stand, I'm not really sure which recommendation will need more. Here we are. Fast and loose, fast messages, loose muscles. Knock once for deliveries, twice for deliverance. Please tell me you're not running some den of iniquity. We're one part massage parlor, one part messenger service. And completely essential, of course. Wait here while I find your letter. In the meantime... Would you care to bless our essential oils? Why does this one say demon oil? Ah, yes, that's one that my new associates brought in. It's either lemon oil or an instant exorcism. Possibly both. But seriously, brother, how else do you expect us to have our palms greased? 
Good God. Oh, and while you're at it, can you bless the hot rocks and the quivering instruments of intense relaxation? Hold up! Hands off my spidery head massagers! <laughs> well, 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 it looks like the poor man is afraid of arachnids. Don't worry, only the big one's venomous. We call her Queen Prixie. Hang on, you look familiar. Or sound familiar. Haven't I seen those masks before? Have we met? Of course not! We are Bellador's associates who have been very highly trained in the art of rubbing people on tables. Any resemblance to people you might have met in a forest is purely coincidental. That's very specific. How about a massage? On the house? I'd prefer on the table. Yes, that's a great idea. You'll want to sample the full treatment so that you'll know what to cry around town. Well, come on then. Hop up onto that table if you know what's good for you. I should really be getting back to spreading the word. But I suppose a bit of laying on of hands can't hurt. Well, not in a bad way. Just relax and let us work our wonders. We'll hold off on the spiders until later. That won't be necessary. Oh, so you want them now? No, no spiders, for the love of God. Sorry, little Prixie. Maybe next time. Now. Let me just warm up my hands. You seem tense, brother. Didn't we just tell you to relax? These are stressful times. So many people have been asking for relief lately, both spiritual and physical. I've been worked to the bone. Yes, we've been hearing that a lot. <laughs> it's surprising how many people have needed a bit of... Hands-on care after falling into our pit. Ow. Or rather, any number of pits that are definitely not ours. Pits? Ah! Oh, wait a minute, I remember you. You were... musicians? Ha-ha! <laughs> yes! The most fearsome musicians between here and Lord Gurren's lands. Hired by Princess Dayu of Ys herself. Ours would have been a performance that would have brought tears to your eyes. <laughs> Only before we even got the chance to sing a single note, our show was cancelled because of the second coming of the stoats. Ha! <laughs> Ooh, that could make a good song, actually. They'll never see it coming, so long as we keep our masks on. But I'm sure I've seen your faces. <laughs> well, masks somewhere else. On those notices Tazan made, which were definitely not... Advertising a concert. There was something about accosting passers-by and not letting them go until you'd sung at them. <gasps> All slander! Actually, I, I think you mean libel. Not really, if it's true. <clears throat> Isn't that what you did to Gurren, Coranta, and me in the forest? <clears throat> so now might not be the best time to mention that. Anyway... Fond memories aside, brother, let me assure you that you are in very capable hands. Now, let me just go find that letter. You three, pummel the brother well, or there will be hell to pay. I don't know why she doesn't think she can trust us. Maybe we used to hold people up to get their money, but now, ha, ow, we hold them down. I can't move. Perfect. We have you exactly where we want you, brother. So while you're enjoying your prone position, take heed of our words. Is is the only place they haven't heard of us. Well, except as musicians. So you better not say anything, priest. But I'm sure everything's fine and you're feeling quite relaxed. 
Oh, yes. Nothing more relaxing than being at the mercy of bandits. Former bandits. Now, we only hurt people in a good way. Though if the situation calls for it, we still have our weapons. Nothing's off the table. Speaking as the person on the table, there's really no need for that. I thought you'd find our efforts to look after everyone actually quite touching. After you've nearly killed them. Killed? Oh no, don't take them seriously, brother. We are massage artists, not the bloodletting blade of breast. Although we do offer a whole range of hair services. Your tonsure could use a shave, and I can't even see your scalp anymore. We could burn off the excess hair, and we'll even give your scalp a shine. And you have to try the hot rock treatment. Where's the tinderbox? What's this in your tinderbox? Are these letters? Not that tinderbox. Don't read those. Never fear. We're still illiterate. Though we can appreciate all those pretty pictures. Are those all love letters? From different people? Ah, yes. You know, it started off as a side affair, and it just sort of spread. People haven't been able to meet at balls or tournaments or public humiliations, so they have to court each other from afar. But what does that have to do with Tinder? Are you going to burn them? God, no. Though you're right, I shouldn't keep them in the tinderbox. Someone is bound to mistake them for tinder and set them aflame eventually. So why have so many people been writing you love letters? Oh, they're not all for me. Hopeful lovers give me these letters with sketches of who they are and what they're looking for, and I send them to other hopeful lovers with similar profiles. Look at this one. Well, well, well. If it isn't Lord Corentin, though I must say, that profile is certainly exaggerated. He is trying a bit too hard with those hoes. But I'd recognize those shoes anywhere. Give me those. You're supposed to be lighting the fire and worming Brother Brunick's stones. So Corentin signed up for Tinderbox. But how do you deliver these from a safe distance? Love arrows. Who knows, maybe there will soon be a chance for avenging ourselves on Lord Corentin by way of a poorly aimed shot. We should start offering a complimentary vengeance service if the match doesn't work out. And Corentin will be the first. He owes us some target practice after making off with our loot and breaking up our band. Oh god, I should warn him not to come here lest he risk a reunion. Not that he's supposed to be travelling anyway. And neither should you with the ban, though you must have to be here at all. But we travelled before the second wave began. What brought you here, brother? A ferry. And before that, a wrong turn and a slightly disastrous trip to an ancient barrow. Nolwyn sent me here to deliver a least weasel. The one that's been running all over people? The same. But it turns out bringing a fiercely excitable creature several miles over land and sea is surprisingly difficult even after months of experience of travelling with Gurren, especially when the ferry timetable is at least a century out of date. Tell me about it. We had to sing at the ferryman until they abandoned ship. No one suspected a thing, though. People just thought they heard sirens. Aha. Brother Brennick, I have found your letter. Here. Um, I still can't move. Do you mind? Oh, of course. Just let me put my hands... Uh mm, there. Ah. Not to worry. Being temporarily immobilized is all part of the treatment. Oh, that's better. The rocks are ready! Well, bring them over. Oh, brother, your back is so naughty. Those knots didn't come from crying around town. What have you been doing? I've been traveling with Nolwyn, banishing ghosts and fighting revenants, that sort of thing. But I haven't heard anything from her since she sent me here. And I had to find paid work, too. 
there's surprisingly little money in ghost wrangling which is how you ended up in your current position face down on your table i meant as town crier they needed someone with experience in public speaking even if no one was really listening that comes with the territory as a priest but being a town crier pays slightly better and seems to attract attention if people are sending you love letters by dragon i'm pretty sure it's not a love letter oh it's not a love letter well there's a relief though there's a lot about dragons i wonder what lefran means by a sanctuary are you sure it's not a love letter maybe sanctuary is a code no it's pretty clear that they actually want to build a dragon sanctuary for actual lonely dragons you know brother if you wanted to have a trial run of our other service we could create a profile for you while you're here ah uh, thank you but i'm almost certain that would interfere with my priestly vows are you saying you've never strayed i've never really been tempted that is i've been tempted by unnecessarily swinging swords well fighting in duels back in my youth but all that's definitely behind me now. You wouldn't be the only priest to sign up with us. But I'm really not interested in priests. What are you doing with those stones? Stay still. Just let us stone you. <sighs> Being stoned has never been this relaxing. I never thought I'd feel so strangely blessed. There's nothing as calming. Except maybe a good hot herb-infused tea. I feel almost ready to go back to curse-breaking. But maybe not just yet. Oh, a few more minutes. We've earned a good shout-out, I hope. Of course. I don't think I've ever seen such rocks before. They're so smooth. And faintly luminous. Where did you find them? They were in the sea caves. Is it just me, or is that one moving? That's probably just the steam making it waver. Actually, I can see it, too. Is it breaking? Maybe the fire's too hot. I I'll douse it. Ah! What was that? <laughs> I think I have some very long letters to write. Hear ye, hear ye, people of East. There's a two-for-one partner's special offer at the massage parlor, plus a guarantee that your experience will be entirely dragon-free. Please don't ask us why we need to specify that. Although, if you have seen a dragon flying around, can you let me know? I have some important letters for him to deliver. About this very tiny baby dragon whom we've decided to call Sybil. Tell him there will be stakes in it for him. And if anyone is considering applying for the town crier position, now is probably the time. Thank you for listening to Quarantine in Quarantine, featuring Karen Murray Bergquist as Brennock, Aaron Scothorn as Bellador, Sweet Bandit, and Sybil, Caroline Bowden as Leader Bandit, and Rachel Crawley as Violent Bandit. The episode was written by Aaron Scothorn and Karen Murray Bergquist, and the music was written and performed by Sophie Rusnock. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Quarantine in Quarantine, or support us by donating to our coffee page through the link in the show notes. Your support is what allows the show to keep going. Feel free to like, subscribe, leave a review, and share the love. Experts advise that the best thing to do with a small, fire-breathing dragon in a thatched house is to make sure it stays well-fed. They particularly enjoy snacking on spiders. <laughs>